This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17-year-old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks, just like Jose, every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, I talk with Ryan Moran and I flat out asked him, Ryan, do you actually own your Tesla? Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. The show is growing so fast. You guys are tuning in every morning and you're really gonna love today's guest. His name is James Marks and he's the co-founder and CEO of Whiplash, the shipping department for e-commerce. He also negotiated his first commercial lease when he was 17 and he's been building companies ever since. James, are you ready to take us to the top? I certainly am, let's do this. All right, awesome. First things first, what is Whiplash? Whiplash is order fulfillment for e-commerce. So if you are selling something online, you're going to hire us to hold your inventory. And when you sell something, we'll ship it out. Okay, great. So help us understand, tell us the story of the last customer that paid to use you guys. Uh, The last customer, well, probably the last order that left the warehouse is a company called Beta Brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sell online, they do crowdsourced uh, clothing design. And when, after their stuff gets manufactured, they put it in our warehouse and we ship it to the buyers. And why is that more efficient for them than just holding the inventory themselves? Because shipping is the thing that seems simple and is maddeningly difficult. (laughs) Uh, it's, It's a problem that we made ourselves, actually. We thought it was simple years ago when we started and we realized that we had, we could actually have a whole company that just got good at this. That's how we got into the game. Got it. Got it. Well, okay. So let's, let's just jump like into the revenue to understand the margins and splits and all that in Let's see. Let's just go back to September or October, whatever month you remember. How much revenue did you guys do? And then break that down for me. Uh, so October was around 330K gross. Okay. And, and what did that mainly come from? About half of that is the carrier fees. Which, you know, we rebuild the postage, whether it's UPS or USPS. Um, the other big portions of that are our handling fee. You know, we charge $295 for our services and then also a monthly storage fee. And what's what's the monthly storage on average? Uh, on average, you know, I'd say it's five hundred dollars to a thousand. We've got about one hundred fifty-seven customers, so there's a pretty big range in, in how much they've got on storage with us. Okay, so instead of looking at like every single customer on average, just only looking at the monthly recurring component of your business, the one hundred fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. What are they paying you on average per month? It's about six hundred dollars. About six hundred. Okay, great. So, so, and so, if I do the math, what is that? Seventy, about sixty thousand, seventy thousand. Well, no, about a hundred thousand. Right, just in the monthly recurring, about ninety or hundred thousand, six hundred, six hundred times one fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. So, okay. So then, on top of the, okay, so I want to again break down that three hundred thirty k. So one hundred k of that is let's just call it one hundred k to make it easy. Monthly recurring revenue. The rest are the 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 carrier fees you're billing through. So when people pay you the sh- the the little literally the stamp the billing that's built into what they're paying you, and then you're paying the the carrier directly. That's correct. Okay, got it. Interesting. What do you have any other costs in, in associated with the business besides that? 
Uh, as far as what we charge our customers? Well, in terms of just your guys' costs, your, your P&L. Yeah. No, our, our P&L is, is basically that, the, the staff and the labor and the rent we pay on warehouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is your guys' I'm curious, you know, we've all seen these videos of Amazon and these little electronic robots going everywhere in their warehouses. What are your warehouses look like? So our warehouses are fairly recognizable. They're, they're not robots <laughs> running everywhere. Um, so we've, we've built it. We're totally bootstrapped. Um, so it was, it's mostly consumer components. And then our focus has been on our app that runs our whole, our whole network. We've got three warehouses on it now. Um, and it's just about getting those processes and systems in place so that you can bring somebody up, give them 15 minutes of training and their shipping orders correctly into the spec. And so our warehouses look um, you know, they're organized and they're clean, but they're not, we haven't put that kind of hardware and en- engineering in yet. So on the 330 K then gross, are you guys netting anything or are you cash flow negative right now while you do growth? Um, you know, we were cash flow positive before right now we've just gone to cash flow negative. So we just joined 500 startups and we're oh, great. Kind of beginning a process of, you know, higher, higher burn. Um, yeah, we, we were, pro- we were profitable before, but we just, just stopped that. So freaking scary, James, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, the only thing that keeps me feeling safe is that I can put the brakes on whenever I want and say, okay, we grew this far and now we go profitable again. Uh, I feel like I used to read articles and come people talk about that. I'm like, ah, I think they're full of shit. <laughs> exactly. And, and now that I'm in it, I'm like, no, we know what we're hiring for. And we, we, you know, it'd suck obviously to have to lose people and have to turn that off, but I, you could save the company. What are you hiring for that you know is going to drive top line revenue? So we're, we're hiring for sales. We've never had a formal sales process. A lot, everything we've done, I mean, we've got, we're in, you know, in the Shopify app store. We get a lot of referrals from existing customers, but we've never gone out and you know, hit the pavement and had a hit list and you know, really defined the funnel. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going through right now. And so we're hiring for sales. We're hiring for um, you know, engineering because we know that new customers bring new requirements. And as a company, we've been successful because we build what our customers want to see. You know, we're listening very closely and trying to behave as agile and as nimble as possible to, you know, when we get an email 10 times, we say, okay, this is what, this is the customer problem. Gotta solve this. Gotta solve it. Yep. Well, guys, Top Tribe, um, James' business model, again, the pricing-wise, is a little more complicated than the f- usual you know, SaaS companies we have on just because he has dealing with so many different components. So I encourage you to go to his website. I'll link to it in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top one three nine again forward slash the top one three nine okay james so that's helpful to know so you guys did are, are you in the process of raising a larger convertible note as part of 500 or what uh we're getting ready to we haven't officially begun that yet but we expect to raise in the next few months and what are you aiming for in terms of amount raised what's your ideal goal two million okay two and do you have like a dream cap that you'd love to get that at you know, we think it'll be between eight and 10, uh-huh. um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we're, we're willing to negotiate that for us. It's more about getting the right investors. Uh, I think we, who we get on board matters more than the amount or the cap. Yep. So, so are you really looking for the strategic folks that have a lot of experience in warehousing and in shipping and delivery? Not on that side as much. I'm looking for the people who do have e-commerce backgrounds because uh-huh. they, they can speak the language and make the introductions to our customers. Um, and more than anything else, it's just the trajectory that we're setting ourselves on. You know, we want to be able to grow at, you know, two or three X per year and have that and have investors that want to be a part of that and not put us on this, you know, billion dollar valuation or bust path. It's important yeah. for us to have the company secure through this process. 
It's yep. just not, it's not fair to our employees and our customers to take those other kind of risks. Yeah. Listen, I love what you're saying. You know, I've had people on here that, you know, you know, a good example was, um, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head. His name was Ankur Nagpal. And he, he made, you know, he, he built building a company called Teachable. He, they're doing about 110K top line revenue right now. And he's right now negotiating an equity round with a pre-money valuation at $30 million, which is like the stupidest, in my opinion, I told him this on the show. I said, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's episode 117, Top Tribe, if you want to go listen to that. He's also young. He's like 25 years old. But I said, you're never going to grow into that valuation. And you're basically putting yourself on a very black and white trajectory. You're either going to yeah. be big or you're going to fail completely. You know what I mean? But you're yeah. going to do one of them very fast. Yeah. And I guess, you know, if that's for some somebody, that's great. That's not for me. You know, I'm here to make sure people have jobs, make sure that we can build the company that we're trying to build. It's sort of, we're going to build this company. The question is how long it's going to take us, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. And how many, just give me a sense of team size. Right now we've got 31 people total. Um, about four of those are, you know, not in the warehouse. And what year did you guys launch the company in? Technically 2010 and it was part-time and we kind of grew into it until in 2013, we were full-time. When did you finally quit? Tell me what your, your full-time job was. I want to hear that story. Well, so to be fair, my, my last company, VG Kids, uh, VGKids.com, we're a screen printer. I was doing that full-time for like 2000 through 2010. And there was a, a kind of a slow process of realizing that I wasn't putting very much attention into it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was finally in 2011 where I had to make a management change there, give some equity to my top guys, and then just step back and say, okay, VG Kids is your ship and uh, you know, I'm going to focus on Whiplash. So that was kind of all gradually happening in 2011, 2012. And, and by the way, they have done incredible work with it. I could not be happier with the way, with what they've done with that company. Isn't that like both a scary and exciting time? You're like, shit, the business isn't going to depend on me anymore. So like for me, and I'm an egotistical guy, that hurts my ego, but now they're doing it and I maybe own still a little bit of a sliver of it and I get to take and have fun in the process. Yeah, exactly. And it is terrifying because they do things differently. But what I've actually learned through the process is that I'm good at growing companies. I'm also expensive to have around, not just in my personal salary, but just in the decisions I make and going after growth. And they're running a much stabler, much more profitable company than I ever was. Mm -hmm. you know? and, so, and so it's interesting to watch just how those different personalities play and to understand what I'm good at and, and what I'm not good at. And I'm not good at running a stable company profitably. That's not what I do. Yep. And what is your, what's your structure look like at Whiplash? Do you have co-founders? Yeah, I've got two co-founders. How did you guys have the tough conversation? Because a lot of the top tribe, you know, they're having these negotiations right now. How did you guys decide when you were launching a business how to split equity? So in the beginning, the very first conversation uh, was my partner, Sean Hurley, um, came to me with an opportunity. He, he was working for Modest Mouse, the indie rock band at the time. <laughs> and, uh, and he was able to say, he's like, hey, I've got this opportunity to run this web store. If you want to do it with me, we could partner. And, like, and we both felt like that was 50-50. Like there, no, there was no discussion about it. Um, and then once we were, we were running that, we were running this web store for Modest Mouse, which we still do, um, but we realized there wasn't quite a company to build around it. And that's when we figured out that there was a company to build around, you know, shipping for e-commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, and we brought in our third co-founder, Mark Dixon. And, you know, that conversation has been tricky at times. And his equity has actually changed over time because he came in kind of early. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, he's been around for all these years and he doesn't, his equity doesn't really warrant that. And it's really difficult because you could say, well, no, that's what we agreed on. But then part of me, it's like, well, but the situation is different. You know, we didn't know then what we know now. And so, so his equity has changed. And I've, it's been a long process of feeling good about that. So generally speaking, the, you guys, three founders, you own the majority of the company right now. Did you guys split it? I mean, is it like 33, 33, 33 or no? 
It, that's our, now we're trying to have that be the case legally because we are a C-Corp and um, it, you can't just give people stock anymore because there is value being assigned. So you get into some complex tax issues. Taxes, yep. Yeah, which was, frankly, they surprised us. Um, yep. <laughs> that's, that's our attempt now to, is to have the partnership equal. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Okay, great. Well, hey, James, before we get into my favorite part of the show, again, I want to remind everyone, we put a lot of time, and guys, I pay a lot, actually, to have the show notes done for each episode. They're time-stamped. You can easily go in there and get the summary of James' comments, any links he mentioned. That's at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 139. James, if people want to watch you personally as you're building this empire, where can they do that? What link? Uh, you know, whiplashmerch.com is, is where Whiplash is. We're going to be adding some new blog features coming up soon, but those aren't live yet. Okay, and what about you? Are they Twitter or anything like that? You know, you can find me, Dynamic Dynamics, on Twitter. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703 431 2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. There you go. Okay, great. Well, James, uh, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? I think I see this coming. Dude, it's time for the famous five. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Small Giants by Bo Burlingham. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? You know, this goes back originally, it was Richard Branson. He was the first entrepreneur I read that made me realize that entrepreneurship could be cool and fun. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, James, like Evernote? Uh, I use Voodoo Pad, which dates me radically. How old are you? Uh, I am 37. Okay. Why does Voodoo Pad date you? Uh, I just don't know that it's perfectly modern. I'm sure like Evernote itself is a better example of what VoodooPad is doing. It's just a tool I got comfortable with. It's a, it's a personal wiki that I am the only person I've ever met that uses. <laughs> got it. Okay, number four. James, what's your situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I am married with a 20-year-old and a 12-year-old. A 20 and a 12-year-old. Okay, great. So uh, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I am. I make oh, wow. terrible. De- I make terrible decisions when I am out of sleep and hungry. So it's I actually better that. for the company for me to go to bed. Look at that rationale, man. I love it. Oh, man. I can That's feel the sales pitch. I'm 37. <laughs> I've been doing this long enough to know what I look like in all these different conditions. That's I make great. Decisions. That's great. That's great to know yourself. Okay. Last question. Take us back. You said you're 37. Take us back 17 years, James. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? that it's going to be a long road and you've got to enjoy the process. I used to work way too hard and burn myself out doing it. Long road and enjoy the process. Well, guys, from a screen printing company back in the day to launching Whiplash and doing 330K in gross revenue in October, James, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks. 
every Monday. Top Tribe, hello, hello. If you liked today's episode with James, you'll love yesterday's episode with Mark Podolsky. He sells land and collects passive income checks for 12% consistent annual returns, and he's done it 5,000 times. Go listen now. 